Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are now we are not under the law but under grace? God forbid. Then want you to miss that. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered unto you. Being made free from the sin, you became servants of righteousness. I speak after the manner of men because of, of the infirmity of your flesh. For as ye have yielded your members, servants to uncleanness and to iniquity, and unto iniquity, even so now yield your members' servants to righteousness and to holiness. For when you were servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye then in those things? Whereof you are now ashamed, for the end of those things is death. Being now, but now, being made free from sin and become servants to God, you have your fruit in the holiness and the end everlasting life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I, the thought of my heart tonight is simply this. Who has the right of way? Who has the right of way? Zeke, how about leading us to the throne of grace? Amen. You'll be seated. The Apostle Paul comes in the book of Romans and he deals with something in chapter 6 and chapter 7 over into chapter 8. The great battle for every one of us here tonight. And that is that we not let sin reign in our bodies. Word reign means to exercise kingly power or control. As a matter of fact, he makes it very clear that we need to stop allowing sin nature to reign as king in our mortal bodies. That word literally means to stop letting sin 
have a place on the throne of our hearts in obeying the lust thereof. That word obey means to answer the door, the knock at the door. He has the idea of giving right away. And First uh, Peter 2, 9 says this, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praise of him that hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. God says, very clearly, I mean, gun by strength, you're not to look like, act like, talk like, be like those that live in darkness. But you're supposed to live and act like those that, that live in the light. First Peter 2.11, son, Dearly beloved, I beseech you, strangers and pilgrims, abstain from the fleshly lust which war against the soul. Got a question. Who is on the throne of your heart? Who's ruling? Who's reigning? Who has the right of way? Literally, Romans 6, 12 makes it very clear. For the Lord said, Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey in the lust thereof. He's simply saying that sin can reign in our bodies. As a matter of fact, the remaining beachhead, the remaining beachhead where sin can attack us is in our bodies. If you're saved tonight, he's got your soul and your spirit. But we're all born with this ordaining nature and these bodies are not saved. Now, I know some think their body's saved, but it's not. And it's just as wicked as it's ever been. And it's just as corrupt as it's ever been. And given an opportunity, it'll do anything uh, you, you could imagine. And the reality, the last beachhead that the Holy Spirit has to overcome is not my brother, not my sister, not the preacher, not the church, not somebody else that we're quick to blame for how we act, but it is yourself. You want to know who my greatest enemy is? It's the one I shave every single morning. You know who your greatest enemy is? It's you. All your master at blaming other people for your actions. Why, if I ask you, well, they've done this and they've done that. We're masters at that. But to the end of the day, it all comes back to just you and me and who we give right away. I believe, though, the, in Romans chapter 7, and, and don't, don't miss this, Paul, the great apostle, probably the greatest apostle that ever walked in shoe leather, started, God used him to begin more churches than anyone else. But uh, listen to what he said. For that which I do, I allow not. Chapter 7, verse 15. 
For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. He went on to say that in me, that is in my flesh, dwells no good thing. Boy, that just knocks a plops out of uh, uh, this ideal of positive thinking. I'm positive there ain't nothing good in us. Amen. I hope I got positive. I'm positive if folks don't get saved, they're going to die and go to hell. So I'm pos- I got a positive attitude. Amen. But he said, I know that in me that, that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but I have to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. I know what I'm supposed to do. But I, I'm just not doing it. Then he said this. He said, and, uh, but the evil I would not. That's why he said, I know it's wrong. Some of you know. Are you listening? Some of you know what you're doing's wrong, but you're doing it anyhow. You're doing it anyhow. And, uh, he said, my, he said, for the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. But he gave a word here. And I'm glad the Holy Ghost of God gives us a command and just one word in every person here. Uh, you, you can't leave tonight saying, well, I... I just didn't get that message. Oh, yes, you can get this message. We all can get this message. And it's just simply one word. It's mentioned five times in this passage. Did you catch it while I was reading? Anybody know? Not without looking, what's the word? Yield. Yield. Has the ideal... I've given right away to. It means to prefer, to present, to put at one's disposal. You're coming up on interstate. I went to get my bus license. And, um, man, I thought I, I knew how to, I could drive that bus. Bless God. Getting my license is not going to be no big deal. And I failed the test. <laughs> Blowed my mind. I just simply failed the test. And looking back, it was real simple questions. One of the questions I failed, getting on the interstate do, and driving the bus, I'm buying both driving the bus, do you match the speed of the other car or do you real, yield right away to them? Why? Because the bus won't go that fast. You couldn't match the speed if you wanted to. It won't do but 35 miles an hour. There's no way you could match the speed. And I, and, and I said, match the speed. And after I flunked the test, I looked at and I thought, my gosh, I should have known that. But the reality is, it means to prefer to present or to put at one's disposal. You're coming up on an intersection and uh, another car is coming up, and the yield sign 
is on your side. And when you, and I put this under there, tap the brakes, you're allowing him right away. When there's an accident, first question is going to be asked. There's a yield sign. Who had the right of way? Can I ask you a question tonight? Who has the right of way with your body? Didn't ask you if you're saved. I didn't ask you if you're going to heaven. Now, if you're not saved, Jesus will save you just like he did Macy here this morning. I'm talking about who has right away, who do you yield the members of your body to? Who do you yield them to? Bible says, notice with me, members has the ideal of our body parts. Hands, feet, eyes. Uh, and literally... He says, stop! Quit yielding your body to sin. Quit quit giving your hands to sin. Quit giving your eyes to sin. Quit giving your feet to sin. Quit giving your speech to sin. Your tongue. He says... The idea behind the word is yield. Now, now listen, you need to get your head out of the sand and say, well, I got this whoop. You got it whooped right now, but it, it may whoop you tomorrow. This is a constant, constant battle. How many of you going to wake up in the morning and you're stinking rotten, sorry, good for nothing flesh? I know some of you think you're going to wake up in the morning your heights to imperfection. Well, if you do, we'll do your funeral about, to say, Wednesday. All right? We'll have your funeral on Wednesday. I'll preach you a good funeral, I promise. But the reality is, if you wake up on this side of eternity, you're going to wake up with a flesh that you've got to battle, and you've got to battle it every day, and you've got to keep an eye on it. Paul said the old man must die daily. That's not meaning you go home and kill the old man. That means the old man yourself. That means you've got to die daily, and it's a miraculous thing, because when you kill him one day, guess what? Tomorrow morning he wakes up and says, Good morning! How you doing? I'm back! And you got to kill him again. you got to put him down because it's a, a damn nature we got in this old flesh. It's a constant battle with this flesh that we're robed in tonight. And the reality is, Paul said, don't yield, don't yield, don't yield your body to sin. That means young people are not being in the back seat of a car. Yielding their body to sin. That means I'll not be having sex before marriage because it's sin. It's sin. Oh, how many, the heartache, the heartache. Please don't boo me out. 
I wouldn't hurt these ladies for nothing in the world. But if you could hear, catch the tears of the ladies that's gone pregnant and when they are out of wedlock and, and, and catch their tears and hear and talk about the struggles and the trials of raising and in many cases feeling their youth has been stolen away. You'd understand what I'm trying to tell you tonight. Don't surrender, don't yield your body to sin. Have more respect for yourself. Respect yourself. Miss Dark, Miss Stott, I'm going to tell you, we've been married 43 years, and I'm going to tell you something on her. I can't believe it. You're not going to believe it. But when we was dating, she didn't trust me. She, we wouldn't park. She wouldn't, she wouldn't park with me. She said, no, we ain't parking. I said, why not? I ain't going to do nothing. She said, I know you're not because we're not parking. She said, I we're not parking. And I told you about that crazy, uh, that lovely mother of hers. And, uh, and, and we're not, we're just not parking. And, and you know what? The whole time we dated, we didn't park. You know why? Because she recognized the fact that you can't trust his flesh. You can't trust it. Young people come to say to the mom and dad, well, don't you trust me? No! We don't trust you. We don't trust you a minute. We will trust you whatsoever because you are flesh and putting in the right position, you'll do anything. Are you listening? That's a good preaching, amen? Are you listening? The reality is, Paul said, don't yield your body to sin. And by the way, if you're, if you're dating or you're with some bozo, he says, if you love me, you'll do it. Take your shoes off and beat his head off. I'll come and bail you out of jail. Because he does not love you or respect you. I'm going to tell you a little secret. You better get a hold of this. We got, we got a good bunch of young people, young ladies, young men. You get this. If he won't respect you while you're dating, he won't respect you after you're married. I I need to say that again. If he won't respect you while you're dating, he won't respect you after you're married. See, the reality is, we need to stop. And boy, and, and, but now listen. But now we can handle it. We all say, Amen, preacher, preach out. What about us in our tongue of gossip, filthy language, lying, cheating? What about those things? Lying to gossip. What I said about them was true. Yeah, but should you have said it all? Are you yielding? Are you yielding your members? Like one fellow said. He said, I, I ain't say that. I, I'll get in trouble. I'm already in trouble. Amen. But yeah, I'm going to tell you anyway. He don't want me to come in. She said, I have a trouble, problem with my tongue. He said, well, take the, we got 40 foot of, uh, of out here. Just lay it all out right here right now and we'll take care of it. Reality is, we're yielding. We're yielding. 
many times when we yield our body, it becomes uh, a stronghold of Satan. You say, well, it's not a stronghold. You'd be amazed. You'd be amazed at the stronghold of drugs that's, that's captivated some people. Uh, we had a man come through here, nicely dressed man. I mean, very dressed nice. Still remember his name, Mr. Winkler. Nicest fellow you'd ever want to meet. But, but here was the thing. He had been an alcoholic all of his life. And he would go on these binges and get drunk. And I remember talking to his wife. She said, preacher, he don't need to be, be, to be, don't he needs to be pitied. That's what she would tell me. She said, he needs to be pitied. You know why? Because he'd given, he'd yielded his members so much to that that he just couldn't see how that couldn't be fed. Boy, I'm going to tell you something. You see, and you say, now hold it. Well, I, 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 we, we just do a little, but you don't understand. That starts with one drink. Starts with one cigarette. Starts with one wacky weed. It starts with just one. Are you, are you listening? It starts yielding the members of your body to just one. I had a highway patrolman come by the church here and I was talking to him and we was talking about the drug business and road his and granite. And he, he said, Pastor, he said, let me tell you. He said, what's so challenging about our days is, he said, used to people would smoke pot, and by the way, it's wrong, it's sin, and you're, you're really stupid to do that. I mean, really, really stupid. Because it eats up your brain cells, and most of us are not smart enough to afford to lose any. I know you. We're not smart, we're not, we're not smart enough to lose any of these brain cells. So for God's sakes, don't do anything that burn them out in your head. And he said, used to people smoke pot. He said, you'd have to smoke a lot of pot. He said, blowed your mind. But you'd have to smoke a lot of pot to kill you. He said, now we have drugs one time. This synthetic crack and this meth. He said, and their mind is blown from the first time they take it or snort it, or drink it, or whatever they do with it. Whatever. Notice that's the first shield. He said, you'll not your members as instruments of unrighteousness and sin. Notice what else he said. But yield. Here's what he said. I got an alternative. But yield yourself unto God that those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. He said, you're going to use some. Give me that body. Let me have your hands. Let me have your ears. Let me have your voice. Let me have your tongue to tell a lost world about Jesus. Let me have your body yielded to me. God longs today to have a people that are spirit-controlled and yielded to the Holy Ghost of God. Notice with me three things. Number one, on your paper there, it requires an awareness. It requires awareness. Before you can yield... Before you can yield, 
you got to be aware that two paths are fixing to merge. As born-again believers, there is an awareness of this simple fact. you got options. We all have options. And we can't use it. Well, the devil made me do it. No, that don't fly no more. Don't work. We all have options. If you're saved, born again, you got options. And the Lord says, you're coming up. He said, now I want you to yield. I want you to yield to me. But I want you to know there's another path coming. Are you listening? There's another path coming down through here. And if there's a, a, a play, if there's a yielding to, to the God of glory, our bodies, if there's a yielding to Him, then there's another path coming down through here that says, I won't ride away. Some are not here tonight because they yielded to the flesh. Would to God you and I will quit making excuses for them when they're not right with God. They're just yielding to this flesh. Decliner's too comfortable. Ball game's on. I got to do this. I'm going here. I'm too tired. Yielding to the flesh. And that yield comes here. And you will yield to one or two. Here's our mistake. Our mistake is to think, well, I'm going to yield to God most of my body, but I'm going to give the devil part of it too. We can go down the same path together. I'm saved, but I commit fornication. I'm saved, but I cuss like a sailor. I'm saved, but I steal a little bit. I'm saved, but I lie a little bit. And we got this foolish ideal that those two, that's like saying you go on the interstate and the car's coming this way and you're coming this way and both of you going to fit on that lane. I'm going to tell you something. Both of you are not going to fit on that lane. You're not. As a matter of fact, if there's a car on the other side, you're going to crash because both of you can't walk together and you can't yield to one of the two of them. One of the two will be what you yield to. Eichard's an amazing place. They got a crossroads there. And if you're coming up 70 and you're going on into Eichard over to the, to the McDonald's, and I, I, I said McDonald's because most of you know where McDonald's is at. Praise God. You come up 70, you turn up, there's a yield sign right there. 
And there's traffic can come down 70 and turn in his right away. There's traffic across the other side coming across the road. He's got right away. And the reality is, just one, just one. Traffic coming down 70 makes a left-hand turn. Traffic coming across ways and the traffic coming up turning in three. No, just one is going to have right away or you're going to get to see the biggest crash you've ever seen. I only hope is if you're driving a charger and you can get out of all of them's way. <laughs> Amen. I'm telling you, one of the two. I young people, will you listen to what I'm saying? When you yield your body to sin, just one's going to have right away. You say, I'm saved, I love God, I'm going to serve God. No, 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 no. When you yield your body, just one's going to have right away. And both will lead to a destination. Both will lead. I, 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 know, I'm, I know I'm harping on this, but I, I feel that I need to. Whenever we were growing up, it was sin too. Didn't make any less sin. But there's a factor now. There's a factor in place now that's totally different. Right now, there are thousands of sexually transmitted diseases. And you open yourself up to those things. You make yourself... And it's amazing. It's amazing what a mess that is. See, the reality is awareness. We, there's, and as simple as this, there's a right way and there's a wrong way. And both, listen, both have a consequence to them. Well, I tell you what, this, they've done this, they've done this, they've done this. No! You, by yourself, yielded your flesh. If they force you, that's rape, that's wrong, and put them in jail. But you yield yourself to it. There is consequences. I told you, me and Miss Steins never dated. Me and I mean, never part. <laughs> I, I was a test just to see if you was listening. Well, some of you passed the test. Some of you said, that's right, you just went on to sleep. Amen. <laughs> Didn't hear a thing. Me and Miss Darlene, we never part. But I'm going to tell you this much. The consequences of, oh, God's given us wonderful marriage and a wonderful life. I mean, it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. I'm telling you, but whenever, but you yield, it has consequences to it. Has consequences. And so, we need to be aware. We got, there has to be an awareness. Uh, the will of the old man and the will of the new man. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, There had no temptation taken you, but such is common to men. But God is faithful, who will not uh, suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. It goes back. The way to escape is an action yielded. Which one 
are you going to yield your body to? Number one, requires an awareness. Number two, put this down. It requires an acceptance. It requires an acceptance. In the step of the shielding process, I acknowledge that Christ is my Lord, giving Him the right of way in every area of my life. What area does God not have veto power? Me and Brother Watch was talking about this the other day. I've sat in my office. I've looked at people eyeball to eyeball. And I'd say, ma'am, let me tell you, run as fast as you can. And find you somebody that will love you. But I love him. I just love him. I just love him. I'm going to marry him. I just love him. Oh, no, no, no. You, oh, run, run, run. But I just love him. I just love him. I love him. And determined that they were going to marry anyway. It wasn't long before that love turned to tears and heartache because they refused to give God veto power. How many of you, I'll give you this illustration. I seen me an orange Ford truck. I mean, it was orange. Had a six-cylinder with a four-speeding floor. I didn't ask God daily. I didn't ask God if I could. I didn't ask God nothing. I want that truck. I'm going to have that truck. God done his dead level best to shut it down every which way. I look back now and he's doing his dead level best. Son, just listen to me. Don't buy that truck. Nope, I want that truck. I got, and I got what I wanted. But I never was just sick of nothing in all my days. I whined. I complained. I mean, the, the clutch was so stiff in it. It, it, it wore my leg out driving home from work. <laughs> One day I cranked it up in this cold and I noticed I didn't hear it running. I walked out and the brake thing had broke on it and the fool thing was down in the road, woods tore the whole back out of it. Was I broken heart? I said, no, kill it down there. I didn't want it. And, uh, and I finally got rid of that thing. You know what? I, I refused to give God veto power. Can I help you tonight? The greatest thing you can do in your life is give God veto power. You know what veto power is? The right to say no. Right to say no. The right to to literally acknowledge a lordship in your life. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Well, why should I give him? Listen to this verse. What? Know ye not that your body... Oh, you listen? 1 Corinthians six nineteen. What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? which you have a God and you're not your own, 
For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. If you're saved, do you understand? Holy Ghost lives inside you, and you're His. The question is, do you yield that right away to Then Then number three, first awareness and acceptance, then an allowance. Allowance, number three, allowance requires an allowance. Realizing that our option is one thing, accepting the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ is master is another thing. Okay? You can acknowledge that here said tonight. But allowing him to do that's what you do tomorrow, what you do next week. It is, in fact, coming on the interstate, cars are coming this way, twofold, flying down the road, you coming on and recognize, being aware, accepting they're flying and tapping the brakes and allowing them to go on. It is the tapping of the brakes is the allowance. When we are yielded to Him, we allow Him to do the leading. I love this. God doesn't want to stop your life. He just wants to lead it. And the secret to yielding is when merging into a flow of traffic isn't to stop or to back up or to turn around. The secret is just tapping the brakes and slowing down and letting him have right away. Boy, I, I, I won't go into it, but you were reading the Bible where every time God said, let, let, in connection with the disciples. It's amazing. Paul used the word permit twice. First Corinthians 16, 7. If I will not see you now, by the way, but I trust tarry a while with you, if the Lord permit, I will yield to Him. Hebrews 6, 3. And this will we do if God permit. And so the word comes. The word comes. But here's perhaps the greatest truth. This whole chapter. And I want you to get this. Know ye not that whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey his servants ye are. You obey, listen, don't you listen, I'm going to be very blunt and pointed. You yield your body to dope and you'll become servant to it. I told this story. I guess it, it broke my heart. This beautiful Gosh, she was just a beautiful young lady. In her late 20s. There was a serial murder killing prostitutes. And they interviewed her. 
And he said, why are you out here putting your life in danger? And here's what she said. Got to feed the gorilla on the back. Got to feed the gorilla on my back. She was servant to the drugs. Yield yourself to alcohol. Man worked for me. He drank a case of beer every day. I started talking to him about the Lord. He just stopped. He said, I need to tell you something. He said, I didn't quit for my first wife. I've not quit for my second wife. I've not quit for the girlfriend I got. I've not quit for any job I've had. And I want you to know, even God, I won't quit for. I said, Lord, son, you've done well to lift him out of the picture. Last time I seen him before he died, his legs is cut off sitting in a rest home and legs gone, his body wrecked. He quit. He was servant to it. See, whatever you yield your, some of you are servant to money. Some of you are servant to pleasure. Some are servant to themselves. Whatever you serve it to. His servant you are to whom you obey. Whether of sin. Now notice. Notice. Are you listening? Sin unto death. It'll kill you. Or of obedience unto righteousness. One of the two. No one is his own master. We're not independent. If you know... Jesus Christ is Savior. He's your master. If you're tonight lost, Satan's your master. One of the two is your master. One of the two. You're not your own. The choice we have is who we're going to yield ourselves to. Let's all stand to our feet. Every head bowed and every eye closed.